listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or the World Watch List, you can visit our website at opendoorscanada.org. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to the World Watch Weekly Podcast. I'm Nicolette. I'm Jared. And as always, this is the podcast where you can learn about the realities of Christian persecution around the world and be inspired, we hope, to stand with your persecuted family through prayer. Mm-hmm. So if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you're probably familiar with the World Watch List, which is a research-backed list of the 50 countries where persecution against Christians is the worst. Every year, Open Doors puts out an updated list. Yeah, and, and one thing that we like to communicate in the World Watch List is the different forms that persecution can take. So that could be uh, pressure from family, that mm-hmm. could be uh, restricted citizenship rights on the basis of religion. These all count as persecution. Mm-hmm. I would venture to guess that for most people, the thing that comes to mind first when they hear about persecution is violence. Yes, probably. Um, But persecution isn't always violent, but when it is, it results in some of the most heartbreaking instances of persecution. So today we want to talk about a region of the world where, unfortunately, violent persecution is growing. And we also want to talk about why it's getting worse. Before we get to that, uh, Mm -hmm. we want to remind you, our listeners, about a very exciting upcoming event from Open Doors and how you can help. So in... um, A couple weeks by the time this podcast is posted, Open Doors will be doing our special presentation of the World Watch List in the Canadian Parliament. Mm -hmm. So we'll be presenting the research behind uh, the World Watch List uh, information and data about religious persecution to Canadian parliamentarians. And we want your member of parliament to attend. Yes, we want as many MPs as possible to attend. So will you help us by inviting your MP? It's really simple to do. You just need to visit opendoorscanada.org forward slash invite your MP to fill out a form and it takes about 30 seconds. And what that form does is that it sends a pre-written note to your MP and it explains the event and why it's important for them to be there. So um, of course, the more MPs that attend, the better the event will be. Yeah. So with that said, Uh, Our subject for today is growing violent persecution in the region of Sub-Saharan Africa. Yes. So Sub-Saharan Africa has seen increasing levels of violence for the last couple of years. And if you're watching the podcast on YouTube, uh, you can see an image of the countries with the most violence during the past year. For those of you listening, violent activity is most prominent across the central region of Africa, just south of the desert and in two regions called the Sahel and the African Savannah. Mm -hmm. If you look at the World Watch List and our research there, the country with the most violence against Christians is in this region, and that's Nigeria. Yes. So Nigeria is number six on the 2023 World Watch List. Uh, We mentioned before that violence is just one of the ways that persecution is enacted against Christians. So other countries uh, compile a higher persecution score all told. Um, For example, North Korea has the most all-around persecution. If the World Watch List was based solely on the basis of violence, Nigeria would actually be number one. Right. And uh, 
to supplement that, according to data from the Global Terrorism Index, five of the 10 countries in the world most affected by violence and terrorism are right in this region of Sub-Saharan Africa, yeah. namely uh, Somalia, Niger, Burkina Faso, Mali, and Nigeria, of course. Yes, so that brings us to the reason behind the violence. Uh, the main reason is that jihadist activity, sadly, has become more prevalent over the years. Um, three of the world's most lethal terrorist groups operate in sub-Saharan Africa. These are Al-Shabaab, Jamaat Nasr al-Islam wal-Muslimin, and the Islamic State, um, among others. Uh, they have expanded their reach across the region, and the result is instability, it's uh, political upheaval and mass displacement. Yes. Um, for instance, in Mali, the government has been weakened over the years of repeated coups, um, which makes it easier for jihadist groups to replace government roles in the areas that they control. Yes. Back to your point about displacement. Um, mm -hmm. As of January of last year, so the most updated information we have for this statistic is unfortunately a year old, but um, as of a year ago, over 11.6 million people had been displaced from their homes in uh, sub-Saharan Africa because of violence. So wow. civilians are consistently finding it hard to just have the most basic of livings. Yeah, it's just so like overwhelming to think about. Um, but this violence affects everyone yeah. in sub-Saharan Africa, not just Christians, but it is very relevant to the persecuted church. Right, absolutely. So extremist groups like the ones we've mentioned, uh, especially those based around religious fanaticism, often target religious minorities. Yeah. So in sub-Saharan Africa, that means Christians. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And um, Africa sometimes flies under the radar, so to speak, uh, in terms of its importance to the global church. Data indicates that African Christians make up the greatest portion of the world's Christian population. And uh, one study from the Pew Research Center lists African Christians mm. as the most committed to the faith. And so their strength and resilience um, of the African church results in them being targets to violence, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I, I have a couple statistics here from Open Doors Research. Let mm -hmm. me find it. So in, uh, in 2022, mm -hmm. 2,714 Christians were abducted for their faith in sub-Saharan Africa. Wow. 1,500 were sexually assaulted, 1,212 Christian-owned properties were destroyed, and 5,170 Christians were killed for their faith. That is just an astonishing yeah. number. In, oh in Nigeria God. alone in 2022, 13 Christians per day on average died for their faith. It's just, it's just so horrible and heartbreaking to yeah. hear. And those are just the statistics that we know about. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, let me be clear. These numbers are cases that we are aware of specifically mm -hmm. uh, that were specific targets because of their Christian faith. Mm -hmm. There's more violence than that. These are, we're aware of these cases and they were specifically because of faith. And um, this is actually a timely podcast because yeah. this weekend marks the fifth anniversary of the abduction of Leah Sherabu. Yeah. So if you follow Open Doors, you may have heard this name before. Uh, five years ago in Nigeria, Boko Haram, an extremist group, kidnapped a group of schoolgirls uh, from school in, um, in the northern part of Nigeria. Shortly thereafter, they freed several of the girls who went home, and they didn't free Leah. No. Now, one of the girls uh, who was abducted and then freed was able to connect with Leah's mom mm -hmm. and told the mom that Leah had been asked by Boko Haram to renounce her faith in Jesus and yeah. then they would let her go free. 
Yeah. And Leah said no. She said, I would prefer to stay in captivity. Mm-hmm. And uh, to this day, she remains in the clutches of Boko Haram. And uh, we do have confirmation that she's still alive. Mm-hmm. As of a couple years ago, Boko Haram announced they were keeping her as a... Um, as a slave for life. As a slave for life, yeah. yeah. Uh, so not being executed. But uh, so she is, I want to say 19, maybe not yeah. quite 19. Yeah. Um, and that kind of story just speaks to the horrors of violence in sub-Saharan Africa, but yeah. also the faith of the church. Yeah. And it's amazing. Like, she's she's younger than both of us. Yeah. And her faith is so strong. And, like, she will not give up on Jesus because of mm. what God has done for her life. And yeah. her faith is just it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely inspiring. And that's, so this is just one story. Yes. Um, the effects of violence in Sub-Saharan Africa are just extensive. Yeah. Just from this one story, we see there's, there's um, spiritual, there's emotional, physical, and socioeconomic effects of violence in Sub-Saharan Africa. And despite the magnitude and impact of violent persecution, there remains an insufficient acknowledgement or response to this reality from the global community. And this leaves Christians in Sub-Saharan Africa with a sense of abandonment, even in the midst of their plight and what they're dealing with. Our, Our brothers and sisters feel isolated and alone in their faith. And at the same time, these Christians continue to practice their faith in yeah. the face of persecution that is often life-threatening. Mm-hmm. These are men, women, and uh, even children that are resilient, courageous, and deeply committed to living out a faith that emphasizes love for those around them, mm-hmm. even those who persecute them. Mm-hmm. But they need us, the global church, you, the listener, to unite with them in prayer. Yes, absolutely. And as overwhelming as this information can seem, we can do something about it, and that is we can pray. Yeah. So I, I hope you will join us right now as we pray for our brothers and sisters in Sub-Saharan Africa. Lord Jesus, um, we are so grateful to get to learn about um, what our brothers and sisters face. Um, we're grateful that we live in an age where we're able to know what's happening across the globe, even when it's heartbreaking. And we know that, Lord, your, your heart breaks for what our brothers and sisters around the world face and um, we, we go to you with the, this request for you to be present with them in their plight, God. Um, though the world may not acknowledge uh, what they face, even when this kind of violence is growing in sub-Saharan Africa, we know that you see and know each one, that they are precious in your sight, that you understand what they're going through. And uh, Lord, we ask that you would move um, in the midst of your church in sub-Saharan Africa. Lord, would you be um, a healer to those that are hurting, to those that have been wounded or attacked or assaulted or that are hurting emotionally? Would you heal, um, would you heal physical wounds, but would you also heal um, uh, emotional and mental uh, damage and trauma? God, would you uh, be the Prince of Peace to those that are struggling with anxiety, with uh, PTSD. Um, Lord, uh, would you uh, place people in uh, the lives of those that are hurting to love on them, to surround them, to listen to them, um, to make them feel seen and known, and uh, to those that are um, that are abducted and that are isolated from their families and from their churches and 
from their homes like Leah Sherabu and so many others. Um, the Chai Bok Girls, God, you know and you see each one, you know where they are. Uh, would you be present with them um, even while um, they're missing and when we don't know where they are, you know where they are and you are with them always. And I pray that you would be uh, their source of strength to just keep going and to take it a day at a time, that you would be um, their source of peace, of love, that you would show them that they are um, precious in your sight. And we pray that they would get to experience freedom one day. Mm. Um, Lord, we also pray that you would be a protector to churches, to families and communities that um, attacks um, would not uh, take place so frequently that even when they do happen that um, that families would not get separated but that they would be able to have uh, some kind of shelter and um, Lord we pray that you would just help our brothers and sisters to be in the right place at the right time that plans of attack would not come through and um, that things would begin to change that um, that violence would not continue to grow and that um, these issues would be addressed by the global community and not be allowed to continue. Um, so, Lord, even though this, these requests feel too big for us, we know that nothing is impossible for you and that you are the Almighty One and the King of Kings and that we can come to you with any, anything. And so we ask for you to do an incredible work um, in Sub-Saharan Africa, mm. that things would really begin to turn around. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hearty amen, I add to that. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of the World Watch Weekly Podcast. Once again, a reminder to visit opendoorscanada.org slash invite your MP in preparation for this uh, super amazing event that's coming up in the next couple weeks. And as always, don't forget to follow us on social media at Open Doors Canada, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok, mm -hmm. uh, where you can learn more and more about how Christians around the world are facing persecution. Yeah. So until next week, I'm Jared and Nicolette. God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure to subscribe. And to find more ways that you can be praying for Christians where faith costs the most, follow us on social media at Open Doors Canada or visit our website, opendoorscanada.org. Thanks for listening. Thank you.